And welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. This is episode 16. I'm your host, Vince, and I'm also here with... Your corpse-walking Declan. Hey, pal. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, man. How you been? I've been pretty good. This is our Halloween special. I'm fucking spooked, man. Good, I'm, I'm happy to hear. For this week's lore, I thought because it's the Halloween special, we could talk about the Pine Size Slasher. I love that. There's another thing I want to talk about a little bit later that's a little bit Halloween-themed, too. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm happy you came prepared. <laughs> the Pine Size Slasher is a child serial killer who wore a clown mask, a t-shirt, and jeans. Used a kitchen knife as his weapon of choice. He was a myth to scare children who would misbehave, appears from a dog kennel at dusk to chase children. The Pine Size Slasher is the second best-selling Halloween costume topped only by Captain Cosmos. Incredible. And I didn't even know that before I did this, that people were, like, buying that costume. Yeah, I had no fucking clue. But, I mean, other than than that, really, uh, I have a newspaper article that was taken from the game. Ooh, uh, lay it so, on me. Yeah, yeah, I will. Hold on, let me find the... There it is. Uh, this is the Capitol Post. Staff writer Walter Street Beat Monroe. What American child alive hasn't heard the story of the pint-sized slasher? That diminutive? D-I-M-I-N-U-T-I-V-E? Diminutive? Yep. You got it. Diminutive demon in a clown mask who stalks and slashes the innocent residents of supposedly safe suburbia. It's just one of the many folk stories parents use to scare their youngsters into behaving themselves. Or is it? According to Germantown Police Chief Joseph Field, the pine slide... The pint-sized slinging slasher. <laughs> pint slasher may be more real than people would like to admit. After reviewing the autopsy room, after review, after reviewing the autopsy results of the Linden Street slags, we have confirmed that the force and direction of every knife wound are consistent with the attack of a much smaller assailant. A child, to be precise. Add to the sinister forensic findings the statement from Christopher Atkinson. The one surviving victim of the adolescent assassin. And it becomes clear that the pint-sized slasher does indeed walk amongst us. The clown... Clown, he's going to kill us all. Do you understand me? He stabbed my brother Sean right in the face. Killed my brother, the little clown. But assuming the pine-sized slasher is indeed real, ten. But assuming the pine-sized slasher is indeed a real, tangible threat to the peace-loving residents of DC's suburbia, one question remains: Why? What could possibly motivate a child to don a clown mask and murder innocent people in cold blood? We may never know. At least not until the miniature maniac is brought to justice. Until then, 
All we can do is lock our doors, kiss our children goodnight, and pray they live to see the morning. You think that um, Vincent Price's laugh from Thriller is, like, copyrighted? Most definitely. How sure? Because I think that would be really cool at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the Bonsai Slasher. I love that. I actually never found that in the game. I don't remember where I saw that you can actually get that, uh, but I think it's one of the news. Oh, one of the newspapers shown on the loading screen mentions the pint size slasher. The full article can be accessed via the Capitol Post newspaper office in El. El. Okay, I went to public school. L apostrophe E N F A N T Lafont Lafant Lafont Yeah Lafont Plaza Plaza. Um. Is it plaza or plaza? Because it's Aubrey Plaza, right? I say plaza. Plaza. That's just a that's a small thing that people usually don't worry about. I feel like the Pine Size Slasher might actually be a reference to the movie Halloween. Really? Yeah. Uh, a masked knife wield a masked knife wielding killer who his first murder was committed at as he was dressed as a clown. Michael Myers' first murder yeah, was course. he was a clown. It was a sister. And this is killing huh. a brother. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess that actually makes a lot of sense. It's enough, but is it? Yeah, uh, it might be a little thin, but I am willing to give it a pass. Uh, sure, definitely. There's a bunch of stupider fuck. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you know Megaton? I think. I think. Don't quote me. I think is a reference to one of the um, Planet of the Apes movies. Is it? I think it's Planet of the Apes. There's a movie where they worship a nuclear bomb underground. Huh. Yeah, well, it's under... You know what I mean. Yeah. See, I always... I've always uh, drawn the connection from Megaton to the actual unit of measurement of nuclear explosion. Well, yeah, that, I mean, of the course. obvious, yeah. <laughs> but, like, other than that, like... I don't know. I love... I love uh, Halloween. It's, like, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, all the witchy and wizardy stuff. It's the only time of year where I can effectively talk about D&D and not get weird looks. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, of course not. I'm being dramatic. Oh, okay. Don't yell. I go to a nerd school. <laughs> but, yeah, talk about witches and wizards. And, like, one of the things I really like about Fallout 4 is that there's Halloween decorations up. Because October 23rd is when the bombs drop. Of course it's Halloween. Are you gonna tell? Are you gonna tell me that this whole fucking episode you want to talk about how there's decorations in Fallout Four? No, not at all. That's something I just oh. wanted to mention. Yeah, because I didn't want to talk about that either. Well, then <laughs> that's just something that, I, that's just a detail that I really liked that there no, was Halloween decorations. Yeah, I remember when uh, I first played Fallout Four, I was like, "Ha ha ha ha!" October. There's, there's pumpkins. It's fall. Yeah. But, no, what I do want to talk about is, um, I want to talk about The Walking Dead. Okay, I'm going to let you know right now, I haven't seen it in probably about two years. I'm not talking about the hit AMC TV show. I'm talking about the... comic book? No. Oh. I'm talking about the, uh, the people that have skin falling off their faces in the Fallout universe. The ghouls. Of course. Okay. I am here for this conversation. Exactly. I know you're a big ghoul fan. What do you think about ghouls? Would you I love know them. how often we've gone into it with our audience, but I I know you love ghouls. Our community knows you love ghouls. But give me can you give me like a reason why you like ghouls so much? 
I've said it before because it's it's the new adversity. It's the new people that are being put down for something stupid. And I also like I like ghoul culture, which is sounds weird, but like if you look at the way ghouls kind of live, they do kind of live in like a dirty way. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, okay, none of this matters. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care if the room's clean as long as I have somewhere to sleep and eat and everyone's yeah. going to treat me like shit anyway. At that point, like, you've been around for so fucking long that, like, why even give a shit? Yeah, exactly. So, for any of the people that listen to this podcast that don't know what a ghoul is, a ghoul is a post-necrotic human. Uh, yeah, read and off they're that wiki. Generally, oh, yeah. They're uh, <laughs> generally uh, rotting and often considered zombie-like. Um, they are the way they are because of prolonged exposure to intense radiation. And uh, that is why they are all crunkled up and uh, have greater resistance overall to radiation. Wait, did we uh, just give did we just give the fine folks at home two doses of lore in one episode? You got it, because this is... Because the first one was your trick. This one's your treat. <gasps> Fuck. Are you kidding me? How long have you been waiting to use that? I've been waiting since we started this podcast. Oh, god damn. Okay, keep going. Um, And the treat is that I'm giving you the lore. Welcome. Damn. You're all, the only other time you're getting this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of their radioactiveness, something... It, that is changing their moving parts on the inside. They're extremely, uh, they're extremely resilient to radiation and overall have longer lifespans because of it. Uh, radiation also has a tendency to heal them, which is like something that I've always found interesting. Um, what's your take on that? I love it. I is love that just all be your response it. to everything. Just, I, I love ghouls. I love the idea of like, arguably, you could say that they are the wisest people in the wasteland for nothing more than just sheer they've been around the longest. Oh, easily. Roy Phillips? How long do you think Roy Phillips has been around for? He was probably 30 when the bombs dropped. He's been around for 230 years. That's, that's 200 years. Yeah. 30 years of pre-war knowledge and, and 200 years of post-war knowledge. To put that into perspective, he learned how to be an adult before he was a zombie. So he hey, had don't that, use that whole fucking of experiences. Word. Sorry, I won't use any other uh, slurs for for ghouls, especially not shuffler, especially Dude, not come rotter. Come on, um, <laughs> sorry. Oh my god, I can't believe you're just saying that in front of me. It's like that scene from Do the Right Thing where they're all yelling at each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Incredible. <laughs> I I just I think that if um, if like. And this is going to sound stupid, because it's a fucking fictional world. But if we all just got together and sat down with a bunch of them and listened, like, imagine the shit. Like, oh, like the years of, of knowledge. It's like having an an extra well-done grandparent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my grandfather extra crispy. Yes. Broiled. Covered in bacon. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Uh, most known ghouls uh, in New California were created in Vault 12. Um, it is now known as Necropolis, of course. And it was a part of the Vault Experimentation Program, where the Vault door was left over, open just a little bit. Slightly ajar. Slightly ajar. And it basically microwaved everyone inside. The thing that, um, <laughs> the thing that I think is most impressive about this experiment is that 
according to some parts of the Fallout canon, which is dicey nowadays, mm, is um, yeah. that ghouls only occur in people because of a genetic, uh, like, part of you like you either die from radiation or you become a ghoul that's a genetic thing so all of the work that went into this was it's like aids is it (laughs) no (laughs) but the most impressive part of this experiment in particular is that they would have had to go through screening genetically all the residents of the vault for in order for this to have a for them to have a full sample of ghoulies in their vault. Do you think so? Oh, easily. Otherwise, half the vault would have just been corpses, and then your scientific sample would have been a lot less, because you wouldn't have fucking known. I don't think they knew that ghouls existed at that point in time. Well, this was... Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. This was an experiment to see on how exposure to radiation affected humans, I guess, so... Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Man, I just kind of thought about that in an entirely, like, extra way. Yeah, I didn't, you, you, you went, you didn't go down the block. You got in the car, drove a state away and came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, the most, like, notable settlement of ghouls in the wasteland, right? Uh, at the, er- in the early games. In it's the- probably one of my favorite vaults. Oh, yeah, it's fucking incredible. Uh, in Just- the later, uh, more current games, we have, um, in the later games, the notable settlements for ghouls is Underworld in the Capital Wasteland. And good neighbor in the Commonwealth. I don't think that's like a ghoul only, but it's yeah. not ghoul only. But the population per capita is a lot more. You're right. Ba, 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 da, trying to think about the next sentence. The part of yeah. the uh, thing that's interesting about ghouls, and you've mentioned it in the in the past, is that uh, nowadays in Fallout time, if you have beef with someone, it's not because of the amount of melatonin. That's the wrong chemical. The amount melanin. Of, yeah. I'm fucking so sorry. I'm sorry, universe. <laughs> He's very sleepy. Get him. <laughs> um, it's not because of the amount of melanin that is in your skin. It is because the skin is falling off your face. Yeah. Um, I love it. And some of the words that I'm not going to say on this show ever in terms of negative stereotypes for ghouls are as follows. Zombie, shuffler, brain eater. Um, oh, my God. Feral in the case when one is not. Rotter, I mean, you could another just, one. Just, let's just get, let's just get, yeah, Rotter, dra- Dragger. Um, I mean, it's pretty much you could add ER to anything, and it's a ghoul thing. Yeah, it's like it's like breasts. <laughs> like like you could you could add you can add a plural to any form of breasts. Like oh, look at those water bottles. Look at those Legos. Look at those sunflower seeds. Look at those cigar boxes. And like it's breasts. Like instead of saying like look at the look at the Funko Pops on her like <laughs> oh my god as long as it's plural as long as it's plural <laughs> I forget who said that I heard that when I was like really little I think it was some comedian as look at the records on her look at the stickers on her look at the fucking the Jack Daniels on that one like I'm not saying it's right I'm just saying it happens that's insane I like you I never really had come to this realization because I respect women no. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying it's up my heart. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Go on. So almost all examples of ghouls were post-war, but there is one particular ghoul that is considered a pre-war ghoul. Just one? I could think of a few. Pre-war? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So there is one example of a pre-war ghoul, 
And spoiler uh, alert! Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! It's a it's a Fallout Four NPC, and he was a part of a crime family in Boston. He is uh, Edward L. Winters, uh, known as Eddie Winters in the game. He was a mob boss in Boston in the twenty two blop. I don't know that date. Um, he was a mob boss in Boston. So in the twenty seventies. In the twenty uh, eighties, apparently. The twenty eighties. No, no, he he currently lives here in twenty two eighty seven. But I couldn't make a sentence because I'm an idiot. No, that's okay. I'm not going to hold it against you. Yeah. I love you. It's he was probably a gangster in twenty the twenty seventies and the twenty sixties. Oh, can you take the that part out about me being an idiot? Because I've no, been I'm rambling it for the past I'm leaving sentence. this in too. No, please don't do this to me. Please <laughs> no, don't it's do fine. this to me. No, I chose that you're human, not one of those fucking rotters. That was wrong. See? Yeah, you can't see. We can all partake that. in it. No, I can't, but I did, because I wanted to prove a point. So, <laughs> so he was a part of this crime family, and he had done crimes ranging from larceny to first-degree murder. Um, so he was suspected. Okay, hold on. I gotta proven. cut you off. Yes. What's it ever, like, what's second degree and third degree? Is there a fourth degree murder? It depends on circumstance. Like, can you run me through an example? I can't because I don't actually know them. I know that third degree okay. is the one with malicious intent. I think. Which one? I think third degree is the one with malicious intent pre and premeditated. What was OJ going to get hit with? That's, uh, look it up. But this guy, uh, he was not, uh... It was not proven that he was behind any of the, the murders of his fiance. Neither was OJ. <laughs> Neither was OJ, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> um, but he basically cut a deal. He cooperated with his district, uh, the district attorney, and he got immunity from prosecution for his crimes. However, he did his deal and got the deal that he was involved with made it so that he had to undergo a radiation experiment to kind of pay his way. And that is how he became a ghoul before the Great War. That's yeah. all that I want to talk about with ghouls, because I feel we've covered them significantly in the past. But I definitely wanted to talk about our, our favorite dead men walking. You know what else I, I really, um, speaking of ghouls, that I like? What? It's supposed to be a long uh, exposure to radiation. Yeah. Moira Brown gets nuked and is instantly ghoulified. I mean, technically, all the people uh, that survive in Vault 12 are, too. Well, no, I mean, that took some time. It wasn't like, yeah, and it's done. I mean, maybe she was sitting there baking for a few days. You don't know. She probably was. She lived in a town with a fucking nuke there. Yeah, she's been she's been on slow burn for years. Yeah. That was like the straw but that broke the camel's back. Actually, hold on. I have in my notes from the episode we did on Moira Brown, I can tell you how long she's been slow burning. Oh, God. Declan, say something to fill the dead air. Gonna fill this dead air. Gonna fill this dead air. Gonna fill this dead air. Okay, I found it. Oh, wait, keep going, because I gotta read now. I'm sorry. Gonna fill this dead air. Come on, I need you to fill air. Okay, she moved to Megaton sometime before... 2263. So she was there for like like 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. So 15 years of slowly absorbing radiation like a post-apocalyptic sponge. Jesus Christ. Her bones yeah. must hurt all the time. And does radiation do that to you? 
I'm pretty sure. Doesn't it like degrade your joints? I don't know. I don't know how radiation works in the real world. You know what I really want to get? I really want to get a Geiger counter. Like, just to have one. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of an interesting thing to have. Just to kind of, like, go around and see how much radiation emits from, like, my TV or my phone. Yeah. Just to have one. I've actually used one before. Have you really? And you've never told... Why don't you fucking tell me things? Because I'm going to tell the story right now. Okay, good. Let's hear it. It's actually kind of an irresponsible story because it happened in high school. Okay. And uh, I was sitting in my physics class. And uh-huh. we had, like, finished a lab or something, and we just had some extra time, and uh, the teacher was like, uh, do you want to see some uranium? Wait, hold on. Your physics teacher? The one I had? Yes. <laughs> what a scumbag. He never showed us that. I would have been so into that. Well, maybe you should have taken the higher level physics. Boom. Oh, uh, maybe I should have been born with fucking a better brain. Don't fucking talk to me like I'm stupid. You're not stupid. But you talk to me like I am, and I don't appreciate it. I love you very much. Don't lie to me, you whore. Don't call me a whore unless you're spitting in my mouth. Okay, and now we've hit the weird fucking valley. <laughs> Go on with no. your story, please. But, um... <laughs> um... He was like, you want to see a chunk of uh, fucking radioactive rock? You want to see a dead body? Yeah, basically. So he goes into not even shitting you. He opens up the cabinet in the back of the room and takes out this piece of fucking Are you fucking uranium. kidding me? It was there the whole time? Yeah, and it wasn't even in a holder. It wasn't... Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Stop the presses. Stop the fucking presses. Yeah. If you walk into the room and you're sitting at his desk... Yes. What side of the room... So... If you're sitting at his desk looking at the room, what side of the room? Um, slightly to the right. Fuck you. Why? Fuck you. I used to sit there. Like in the, but you know how like the back. In the corner. Yeah. The, like it, like directly behind the back wow. corner. Wow. Directly up there in a baggie. Do you have his, his email? Yes. Can I have it? I have to have some words with him. <laughs> yeah. After the show. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, I took your class. You probably don't remember me. I did not. At all, like the class, sorry, I did my best, and I always sat in the back right, and you had uranium there, and you didn't tell me? And, let me be clear, it was in a fucking baggie. I don't care what it was in, I wanted to fucking see it. I wonder that what happened you swallowed fucking, it. Oh god. That shelf is like the most radioactive shit in the fucking county, and it's just sitting there. So, one time he brought it out, and he's like, yeah, here. And he's like, put a Geiger counter <laughs> next to it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And he put a Geiger counter next to it, and it went like, tickety tick tick means run your ass out of there. Exactly. Um, and I was like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah, you should probably wash your hands. <laughs> holy shit. Why did you ever tell me this story? I, I just didn't really think it was significant at the time. I don't know. We fucking talked about playing Fallout all the time. I never really thought about it. It's only something that came up now. Yeah, because you only ever fucking think of yourself. Wow, that was really mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a trick, not a treat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the, the the lore from me, I guess. Like I said, you're only getting another one of these at Christmas. I'm looking at Geiger counters on uh, eBay. Yes. And there's one on here that looks like... It looks like a, like a Cold War era. Ooh. It's really neat. It's yellow. I love the paint job. Ooh, let's read it. Uh, it says OCDM item number and then a serial number, model this and that. The Victorin? V-I-C-T-O-R-E-E-N? Victorine. 
Victorine instrument made in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, you put headphones in it? Really? 65 bucks, yeah. I see one, it's like yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, got a handle. I found one that's buy it now for 40 Hold on, I found one that's that's 50 bucks that comes with a Fallout fucking keychain. No way! Yeah! Are you shitting me? No! Yeah, this like, one's really cool. This one's like all doodled on and shit. Oh, dude, I might have just found like a new hobby. Geiger counter collection? No, just like own... Yeah, maybe. Dude, people fucking collect weird shit all the time. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if people collect like vintage dildos. Is that a trick or a treat? No, that's a serious question. <laughs> check, because, this, check this out. This is something that's really right, interesting. Right. I'll see if the, I, I'm going to put this in the, uh, in the video portion of this Whoa! Episode. This one's pretty rad. $22. Does it work? I mean, the comment on it says, untested but great condition. This is the kind of thing that I feel like you should have tested. No, this is something that's like I want for my Fallout shelf. Yeah. Like, even if it's 25 bucks, look at the font. Yeah, it's uh this one's incredible. I'm going to put a picture of this in the episode. Yeah, this is really freaking cool. Vintage Cold War Heath Heath H E A T H? Yeah. Heath kit model. Great physical condition condition. No cracks or damage, but needs a light cleaning. It has its original manual. It Mask does not need tape. a light cleaning at Fallout fans. <laughs> Untested, but everything appears to be in great condition. Oh, that one's really cool. Yeah. You better buy it before I put it in the episode. Someone will scoop it out from under you. No, let someone else get it. I guess you're right. You know, why not? Share the wealth. Yeah. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Now show everybody that you know my podcast. Yes. <laughs> Please. In exchange for being allowed to buy this, you need to... Uh... Or I do. Yeah. Oh, that one's being bid on. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's got five days left. By the time this episode goes live, it'll only have, like, a day left, I think. Yeah, uh, actually, no, it'll be live for one day. Cool, you got a day. Yeah. No, this is really cool. I really, like, I really want a yellow one. The yellow ones are really, really cool. Yeah. I wonder if they, like... So, I'm looking at these these yellow ones. I think the way the yellow ones work is that you open them up, because they, you know, like, ammo boxes? Yes. They look like an ammo box. Like, you open it up and throw a piece of, I guess, material in. But then some of them look like they have wands that you kind of point at things. See, I would... I think the one that we used was a wand. Do you remember if it was, like, a ammo box-looking thing? No, it was small. It was a handheld kind of thing. But it had a little extension. I can't believe that fucking Fun asshole. Fun fact, you could actually build a Geiger counter out of an uh, Arduino. A what? An Arduino is kind of like a Raspberry Pi. Oh, I was like, is that a new Pokemon from Generation, like, 9? No. Does that, you can actually get them pre-built on, uh, on eBay, but you can also make one yourself. Mm. I'm looking at one right now with a tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They, whoa! <gasps> Son. What? In fair condition, working two cracks on lower right side of meter glass. Oh my god, this thing looks like something out of Buck Rogers. Alright, let me see. Let me see. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is nuts. No, you no, have to put so a... I can buy it before you. Oh. Put a picture of this in the thing. Whoa. Yeah, right? It's like Where's a Where's the gun. description? 
Yeah, it's called it's like the Geiger s- gun. It was manufactured in the 50s for uranium prospecting. The Geiger gun is difficult to find for radiation instrument collections. The Geiger gun is operational. It responds to a source disc, which is included. It uses 1D battery, which is included. When it is turned on, there will be a buzz sound from a chopper circuit, which is normal. And an earphone is included. This thing looks like a fucking gun. It looks... Oh, my God. Yeah, it looks... Um, Declan, put put a picture of this in there, too. Absolutely. This... It's almost like a uh, like a special like laser pistol. It, it, the first thing I thought of was, like, the alien gun. And yeah! Then, like, something it doesn't out look of, like, like the alien gun. Like, 50 sci-fi. Yeah, this is incredible. Oh, my God. This is a... It's not even, like... I wouldn't... I would just want it because it's, like, a piece of art. For anyone that's listening, uh, listening in their car on their way to work, and uh, you can't be watching, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube so you can actually see it. Yeah, um, look up Geiger Gun because this thing is incredible. This thing's really cool. Like I'm like a little blown away by this. Yeah. Ah, dude, if if shipping wasn't fucking twelve bucks and I didn't have to, and I didn't get paid for another week, I might buy it. It's oh. so cool. If you look up Geiger Gun and you click images. You can find uh, advertisements for ones that are similar. No fucking way. Yeah. There's one that's real cool by Radek. By who? Uh, Radek. Oh, my God. $179.50 from what year? In that time. Son, that's how much money you made in like a month. Yeah. Scientific radiation detector. That's the model we were just looking at. Look at that. Yeah. Model S one oh one. Uh-huh. Oh, bringing it all back to Fallout. Okay, we should we should honestly get off of yeah, the visual of, aspect. Let's get off of the Geiger gun. But yeah, that was my story about uh college or um of high school physics and uh radiation. Son, I'm so heated that he never like and, and he knew with me that I, I had no patience with that class. Yeah. And you would have thought like, you wanna see some shit that'll make you Sick? Like, what do you think? How big was it? Like, it was a piece of uranium, right? Um, yeah, it was a chunk. How do like I... Like a chunk of coal? Yeah, but that could be big, too. Um, no, but, like, I'm, I'm trying to get, like, an idea of how it yeah, looked. Yeah, I'm trying to find something to describe it by. Um, maybe about, like, a stress toy? Like, a thing that would fit in your hand, like, entirely? Oh, wow, that's kind of a... Yeah, um, it's smaller than, like, a phone, like, my phone. But bigger than, like, the original iPhone. I see. Yeah, like, it was a decent size. It was kind of flat. Yeah, that sounds sizable. Yeah. That's so neat. I wish I would have fucking... Wow, I'm, like, like genuinely upset. (laughs) Sorry to ruin something in your past. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) It's in your past Um, for a reason, right? So, I've got a question for you. Oh, sure. I got an answer. And uh, my question is, what do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? I don't know, dude. I fucking... You know what I really want to talk about, actually? As of the recording of this, uh, it's October 24th, so a little behind the curtain for you. Um, Red Dead comes out at midnight tomorrow. I know that you are quite hyped. Son, I, I think the first thing I want to do is check out if those balls really do fucking jiggle when you walk. Which I know is not the thing you want to hear me say, <laughs> but like, like you said, that's on somebody's resume. I think we talked about that in a different episode, right? Yeah. For those of you that listen out of order, um, 
it was recently reported that in Red Dead 2, the uh, horse's testicles change based on the temperature and uh, jiggle when walking. I mean, I, I don't know if they jiggle, but I'm assuming that they do because why wouldn't they if they shrink with the weather? Yeah, that seems like something that would happen before that in terms of like detail, level of detail. Um, but imagine that conversation. Like, Johnson, we want to make sure we're going all out. So uh, make sure that the nutsack jiggles. So you and, got it, boss. And, and then, then it's like someone mm. had to model that and animate that. And that's now on someone's resume. Yeah, Made yeah. balls shrink and <laughs> jiggle. Like, fucking what a time to be alive. Yeah, yeah, really. I, I just, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the first one. And the first one... Uh, I think that was one of the first times where I remember playing a game being like, wow, the story is so important. This is something that I never really took in consideration was the story. Like, I never really sat there and thought... And, I mean, I had played Fallout 3 at the time, and I was engrossed by the world more than anything, really. Uh, it was a visual specter. Yeah, it was, it was also a lot of new ideas and themes that I had never thought about in fiction before. And this was just like, oh, what's more classic than the cowboy? And I was never one that was like, yeah, I want to, I want to play a West, I want to watch a Western movie, John Wayne. I didn't like, yeah. I didn't care. But I remember people saying, this game is amazing. Get this game, play this game. And I was like, okay. So I pick it up and like, I remember being at Walmart and I think I got it at Walmart and some guy was there with his girlfriend and the first okay, the first time I ever played Red Dead One, I was in I think seventh or eighth grade. Wow! No, it was just like a time of like, and it, of like, oh my god, look at this, look at that, and then like I played the shit out of that game forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like, like I never had it, so I really at this point just don't know what I'm missing out on. I played it yeah. once at a friend's house. That's all I know oh, about really? it. Really? Tell me yeah. about it. Um, I was like. Maybe like a first year in high school, and I was over at someone's house for uh, for New Year's, and they just were just fucking. Their uh, my friend's older brother was playing it, and I was like, "Oh, cowboys!" And like that was kind of, and it was like, "Yeah, cowboys!" And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. You can make it all go like black and white, and you can shoot things better." I don't think you can make it. Oh well, that yeah, you put it in like sepia tone. Yeah. No, that, I just, it's just a game where, like, and I, I don't want to spoil the ending, but, like, I was like, oh, oh, like, I couldn't, like, it was just, I don't know, it's just a game that, like, I grew up with, and I remember, I have a, I have a friend, I call him TiVo, shout out to TiVo, I don't know if you listen, but if you do, hey, man, get married soon, but we would talk about it all the time, and, like, he only ever played, like, Call of Duty and Mercenaries, remember Mercenaries? Yeah, I remember Mercenaries too. Well, yeah. They yeah. were going to make a third, but it never happened. Yeah, thank God, <laughs> honestly. Really? You didn't like Mercenaries? It was kind of just like... Worse Grand Theft Auto. Huh. I liked it. Like, I don't know. It was just a... It was kind of eh. It was a game that I didn't mind getting for $10 from the dollar... Or, like, from the rack in the middle of, like, the aisle at Walmart. That, like, they're just kind of thrown in there when they've outlived their life. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was just uh it was just uh it was just a game. I think it was the second game I ever bought for my Xbox, so it holds like a little special spot for me. Yeah. But it was a it was a game that like it was a game that he he I think got a he hundred percent of the game. For Red Dead. For Red Dead. Wow. 
Yeah, and he's like, I've never 100%ed a game before. That game is just amazing. He must be really and excited for Red Dead 2. I think he might be. I was, like, sending him tweets and, like, sending him texts and being like, this is a game that is happening very soon. Um, it's coming to PS4, right? Yeah, it's PS4 and Xbox because they don't want to put it on PC for some reason. I thought I read an article that said that was saying that they was going to make its way on PC, kind of like how GTA V took forever. Yeah, but they should put the first one on, too. Yeah, backwards compatibility for PC, though, is kind of eh. Yeah, but it's not like you couldn't... I mean, you couldn't optimize it? I mean, you could, but that's just a lot of, like, manpower. And it's like a 10-year-old game. It's like a 10-year-old game, yeah, but it doesn't mean it's not a fully featured game at the time. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's an older game. It's not like it's not like it's brand new software that we have to work but with. But think about it from a business perspective. Would you rather dedicate a team of highly talented programmers and designers to fix an old game that's not going to make as much money or make something brand new that's going to have a billion dollar budget and crank out billions of dollars in money no i'm with you uh, would... yeah as much as i would love to play the original i don't have an original i don't have an xbox 360 and i don't think it was ever remastered so i'm never gonna know but if you know somebody with a one you could bang it out on the one quick yeah i just at the same time like like I said, I'd love to play it, but it's just like kind of no, no, I know, too I many know, steps for me to go through with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with it. It's just it's it's a game that like Rockstar except for lately, uh Rockstar has been making great games. Like GTA five is great and all, but their online like GTA Online is fucking ass. And I mean, I've had fun with GTA Online. No, yeah, it can be fun, but it's like, oh, I want to buy a car, but I don't have $14 million. And every car on here uh, that isn't $14 million is eh, but how do I get $14 million? Oh, I have to uh, play all these games, but these games give me no money. Well, I can buy a shark card for 100 bucks, I get $8 million. Yeah. Also, Rockstar's, Rockstar has made, I think... I want to say... Hold on. Let me Google it so I don't sound like an asshole. Uh, GTA V has made around $6 billion since its release in September of 2013. This means GTA V wow. has made more money than any book, film, record, or video game ever released and shows no signs of stopping. Keeping, keep in mind it's sold less than Minecraft, which sold 144 million units... Though it has raked in even more revenue. And that is from April 9th of uh, 2018 by Gad Gadgets? 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 I can't read. Gadgets 360? Hmm. That's, uh, that's an obscene amount of money. Okay, now, with that being said, what's the biggest movie, some of the biggest movies of all times? Uh, Titanic. What else? Um, Think Space think space star wars star wars the new star wars movies have already made more than four billion dollars disney paid for the franchise in 2012 with the last jedi making 900 million worldwide at the box office wow the disney owned star wars movies have combined earned over 4.6 billion that's the disney owned star wars and this this is from December of 2017, so that's not taking into consideration um, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. That well, I don't know if that is included with this, but it's also not taking into it's probably only the Last Jedi and 
um, Rogue One, which is a fucking god awful movie. It wasn't that horrible. movie. That's one of the few movies I've ever fallen asleep during. Really? You went with me. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, Star Wars was released in theaters in the United States of May of uh, May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, and earned four hundred and sixty one million in the U S. and and three hundred and fourteen million overseas, totaling in seven hundred and seventy five million. It surpassed Jaws in nineteen seventy five to become the highest grossing film of all time until the release of E. T. Now, hold on. Hold on a second. What year did Star Wars come out? Uh, I just heard you say it. 77? I was going to say 77, yeah. 77. There's probably someone going, how do you not know what year Star Wars came out? It's a cultural phenomenon. It's really good. 775 million. Yeah, what's the inflation? Are you checking that? Yeah. Cool. Oh my god, there's no commas. What cost... Okay, hold on. I'm going to sound like an idiot. I went to public school. Seven five zero or seven seven five zero 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 is seven hundred and seventy five million, right? Uh, that is seven hundred and seventy five million. Okay, adjusted adjusted for inflation. Are you yes. following me, my friend? Yes. Okay, you ready? Yep. Three one eight five five six. O five nine six point seven one. So that's something to the tune of three point two billion dollars. Okay, so roughly, yeah. if the first Star Wars were to come out today, it would make three point two billion dollars, right? Yes. That means whatever this article that I just read, which is from Business Insider, saying that Good it choice. made 4.6, right? Yes. Like, GTA has been out for five years? Yeah. And has made $6 billion? And here's the best part. Rockstar came out and said that GTA Online is not does not have enough microtransactions. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They said they weren't microtransactioning in transaction in microtransactioning it enough. Yeah, I shit I'm you not. sorry. I'm gonna have to downvote <laughs> that. Actually, yeah, that's that's the definition of greed. And they said that they were going to make. They said they were going to make a DLC for. GTA 5, and then when GTA Online kicked off and became wildly successful, they said, fuck it. They yeah, canceled basically. it. And I don't know if you know this, but Red Dead Redemption has one of the greatest DLC packages of all time. Isn't it called uh, Dead Nightmare or something? Undead Nightmare. It brings back, I don't know if it's all, but most of the characters from the first game... And makes a totally brand new story that is... A, and this is when zombies were like the shit. Yeah. Makes this whole new story about how zombies are invading and Jack ha or John Marston has to defend his family. And, like, there's also a, a mission where you find uh, a Sasquatch, which is a reference to San Andreas, that there was a Sasquatch that everyone would say online, oh, there's a Sasquatch in the woods, there's a Sasquatch in the woods. And then the, the achievement for killing the Sasquatch was uh, six years in the making or something because it had been a rumor for such a long time. That's so funny. And they so finally funny. put it in the game. Yeah. It's just, That's so funny. So 
I'm so I'm so upset that we're not going to probably get Red Dead 2 DLC because of that. Because Red Dead Online is already confirmed. Yeah, and they said it's going to take a little while to come out and it's going to suck on the first day like it did with uh like it did with GTA Online. Yeah. And what are you going to do? It's just like and this is I mean this is why I have such a hard time believing game industry today the game industry today because it's like here's all these good things we're gonna we're gonna promise you and then it comes out and it's like it either performed vastly under what they said it was going to do or they flat out lied don't get me wrong people who thought Puddlegate was a big deal are fucking crazy yeah but like i get it i don't agree with it but i get it and I said in a and I said in a previous episode, you should be ashamed of yourself for making that such a big deal. But in high, I mean, I don't want to say in hindsight. I, I understand what you're saying. For a lot of people, that, like video games are what they put their life into. They put their money, their time, their passion, their effort into that. So if like if I told Declan, if I told you tomorrow, like, hey man, I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks, right? Yes. And I was like, and I came to you and I gave you a bunch of singles, and you're like, oh, hey, thanks. I mean, it's not not what you said it's just a little less convenient and then you went through it and it was only like 9364 you'd be like i mean i can't oh, be mad fucking change <laughs> yeah like you you'd be like well i can't be mad because i mean you gave this to me but you could have at least been like hey i don't have the full hundred i have what did i say 9364 yeah like you know what i mean i get it i and understand why people are upset at the same time if you if uh if this were, I'm going to run with this and kind of bring it back to Fallout a little bit. If you would have sent me a letter or an email or a telegraph that says, uh, oh, I, we only have 9364, don't worry, I'm going to work to try to make it 100, then you're going to get ridiculed for saying, huh, even Bethesda doesn't think they have a good game. I never thought of that. Did you see the letter that was floating around Twitter recently? I I read it quick, but I, I didn't really it, absorb it. Can and I you thought give it me was very heartfelt. I thought it was beautiful that it was like, listen, we're going into this new chapter of our game development uh, journey together. This is something that's completely new, and it's going to have uh, bugs of spectacular form. And that's okay, and we're going to work to fix it and support it. But... Then games journalism picked it up and oh no and was like uh Bethesda promises spectacular bugs and then the edgy gamers of the internet were like huh Bethesda doesn't think their game's going to be good so huh it's going to suck like wow they make this really nice statement about how they're trying their best to make something brand new and interesting for their fans and then people take it and turn it around the entire wrong way and it breaks my goddamn heart yeah but you know what the problem with that is as well Hmm. is that everybody has a voice now and everybody everybody thinks their shit doesn't stink like everybody has a twitter i like twitter. like i could go on twitter right now and type uh, and just put uh the moon landing was fake the first time but the second time we went to the moon we put a base there so we could genetically modify gorillas so they could become super soldiers in the future and like six and say a hundred people saw that six people would see that and go, you know, he makes a valid point. And then from there, it would evolve into this crazy movement of just like people who think who think like the, the earth is flat and that if you vaccinate your kids, you're giving them down syndrome. Yeah, like 
And it's always it's always the minority that's the la- right. Is that how it is? Yeah, the vocal minority always ruins it for the everyone else. Like Rick and Morty, I will I will fucking bash Rick and Morty fans left, right, and center because it's funny to me because that show is great. That show is great. I don't want to tell people I'm a Rick and Morty fan because they're gonna be like, "Wubba lubba dub dub, I'm pickle Rick." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like exactly, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you understand? I think, yeah. dude, the first season of, of Rick and Morty, I used to walk around and go, it has been a hard mating season for a bird person. Like, that was the fucking funniest shit to me. Yeah. But, like... Pickle Rick. Yeah, Pickle Rick. I want my Szechuan sauce for my fucking nuggies. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. There's a great binging with Babish video where he makes them. He makes oh, the he? sauce. Yeah. That's go pretty cool. fucking make the sauce. He's great. I love his channel. Yeah, that's really cool. He made a, just, I think he made the monster cake from Zelda. He did. Yeah, that was a really cool one. Yeah, that is a good one. He he made fucking he did recently a fucking King of the Hill one where he made Frito pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. watched it like twice because I was like, why am I watching this? This is so entertaining. <laughs> He's he makes he makes quality content. Family friendly yeah. quality content. But yeah, in terms of games, I kinda see what you're saying with uh they promise you a hundred and give you ninety-three. But at the same time, the expectations at this point in the games industry is so ninety three sixty four roof ninety three sixty four ninety three sixty four. Don't the forget that sixty four. That could run up to another dollar. I'm sorry. Continue. Are so through the roof. Yeah. At this point, because we've seen amazing advancements in technology, in three D technology, VR, in rendering, in um, ray tracing is all just around the corner. What's the wait? What? Um, that's a topic for a whole another debate. Uh, Wait, just give, a, me, give me the Sparknotes version. It's just a way of rendering content that's, like, brand new and going to be revolutionary, but it's not supported by anything yet. Okay, okay, okay. So much money is being poured into this industry that it's a huge multi-billion dollar business. You were just rattling off numbers. And as much as I'm sure every game designer in the world wants to make something incredible, behind every good designer is a team of legal people of rent or of uh, yeah. business people of uh, managers and the entire there's so many hands being just like shoved into the cake at this point that <laughs> it's really hard to say we want to make this thing incredible without a lot of limitations being set and limitations that um sometimes kind of spoil the cake okay let me ask you this then yeah. Do you think, like, big industry, like, I don't know how to say this, but, like, an industry, like, something that's not indie ruins the idea of it being art? Not in the slightest. Okay, why? Because at the end of the day, games next to movies are the biggest collaborative pieces of art in history. Okay. Because of the amount of talent and skill and love and effort and blood and sweat and crunch tears that go into these games, it is absolute art that any of them even release on the date they say. Okay, so here here's the thing. Have you seen the trailer for mid-90s? Uh, no, I'm unfamiliar. I want to see that movie in the worst way. It's about kids skating in the early, or the mid-90s. That sounds <laughs> very like, uh, like, what is that, like Big Brother Magazine? Or Little Brother Magazine? It's like, um... Fucking like, 
like G four and MTV like like that vibe. Kind of. You you have to see the trailer because the the trailer. I sent you the one song. The song uh, Omega. It's the band is Omega, and I can't. I don't know how to pronounce it because it's in like Swedish. It's Kanye oh, samples it on that? thing. Uh, yeah, that song is used in the trailer, right? Yeah. Um, and that and like Jonah Hill wrote and directed the movie, right? He has said that he wanted to write this movie from from the perspective of a kid who listened to hip hop growing up and he said that it was how my parents had the Rolling Stones and the Beatles I have Mob Deep and a Tribe Called Quest fucking I love Tribe Tribe come on the podcast <laughs> Tribe Called Quest everybody come on the podcast <laughs> but it was just like he was like this is this is what I think needs to be said is like this is my generation's big music like how everybody had x y and z we have this and apparently to to such a uh help me out here such such a view of detail he wanted the garbage bags to look like they were from the 90s no shit yeah apparently there's that much detail within the movie that i was watching you ever watch sneaker shopping no. I hate that I used to make fun of kids for liking sneakers. I totally get it. Like, <laughs> uh, like I'll watch it every once in a while. If I see a new episode, I'll be like, oh, cool, and I'll click it. And him and the main character from the movie were out, and he's like, I cared so much about how garbage cans looked and how garbage bags looked and the, just, just the garbage of the movie. But he, he said in one interview he wanted a song, and he wrote the scene to the song, right? They couldn't get the song cleared. So now that entire part of the movie that was so close to him is ruined, is totally out of the movie. And that's what I was kind of saying when I was kind of saying when I said, like, do you think that an industry ruins the artistic view of something? Because I I can see how you said it doesn't. And I agree with you. But at the same time, I also think it kind of does. But that's why we're seeing so many. Sorry to cut you off. But like the indie scene right now is at an all time high. Yeah, because because people want to make something that's beautiful without any strings attached except their own heart and soul. And you know what? Two fucking indie games I've the pretty much the only two indie games I've ever bought, and they're two great games. One of them is one of my favorite games of all time. What are they? Cuphead, incredible. Cuphead just for its um just for the visual aspect of Cuphead. I love the gameplay. It's not a game that I would typically play, but I love Cuphead. Cuphead uh, is incredible. And Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is fucking insane. I par- I pour my heart and soul into Stardew Valley, and it is con- it is maintained and developed by one guy, one dude, Concerned Ape at Concerned Ape on Twitter. How nuts is that? He's incredible, and he's still developing it to this day. Yeah, he's still so, supporting it. It just got ported to Switch a few months ago. Oh, like recently? Yeah, it released on oh, Switch. I thought it already happened. in November. No, not no. That's not. That's in the future. Uh, in August. Really? Yep. Huh, I love that game. That's a fucking great game. That's a super fun game. Concerned Abe, come on the podcast. Please. Please come on the podcast. We'd love to have you on. I'd like yeah. to talk to somebody that isn't my friend about game development. <laughs> like, just because I'd like to I get a second perspective on about it. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'd just like to get a second perspective. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally maybe maybe you like one thing and he likes another thing and you both disagree on it. I'd love to hear that conversation. Yeah. Like it's done in a in a really simple engine called Mono Game. Okay. Where you basically have to do 
almost everything yourself. It just gives you a couple of really convenient methods for drawing things to the screen. Okay. And like the rest of it is all just go wild. Cool. Yeah, it's incredible. So Declan, what do you think you've learned on today's podcast? I've learned what not to call a ghoul. Hey, hey. I've learned that the pint size, the pint slot, the, that the it. pint slot, that <laughs> the hash slinging slasher yeah. is actually a real story um, from the game, well, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I've only ever seen it in Tranquility Lane. Uh, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. What? We did a whole thing of lore on the, on the, <laughs> the pint size slasher, and not until now have we brought up <laughs> Tranquility Lane. Don't worry about it. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not next episode, but a future episode. We'll talk about Tranquility Lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've learned that. I've learned that. I've also learned a little bit about your early game habits. Oh? Like Red Dead and Mercenaries. Oh, 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 oh. I was going to say, how did you know that I played I played Fable 2 in my underwear for 16 hours a day? <laughs> Uh, what have you learned? What have I learned? I learned that our physics teacher's a fucking asshole. <laughs> He's fine. Come on the podcast. I'm not going to say your name, because you're a secretive type of cat, but come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, what did I learn? I learned that you could find Geiger counters for under a, under a hundred bucks on eBay, and I'm really considering buying one. I would. I, yeah. You never know when the third, uh, nuclear war, or the, sorry, the third the world third war is coming. The third nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I might get one. I, I, uh, I mean, yeah, that's all I really have to say for today. I've learned about a great place to learn about Fallout and, uh, and talk with other really great people about Fallout. <gasps> would that be our Discord? That would be our Discord. Our Discord? Yes. So if you would like to talk with us, on a regular basis, and another uh, fine cast of characters. Um, you can find our Discord link in the description of the YouTube video and in the um, description box of the podcast. Um, beyond that, I've also learned that you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Atomic, Atomic Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. Once again, that's the show, the show itself, at... Atomic, Atomic Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. What about you? What if they want to find you, Declan? You can find me at Declan underscore Bean. I talk about coffee and drag queens. Cool. What's your Twitter handle? Declan underscore Bean. One more time? Declan underscore Bean. And if you'd like to find me and listen to me bitch about shit, you can find me on Twitter at all capitals. The underscore Boogans. Once again, that's at the underscore Boogans in all caps. You so without further ado, our content for the week. Here it is. Coming at the you. Super boppity boopity bam. Hey. Bye, everybody. Bye. Be safe. Wear a condom. Okay. Oh, please, God, do that. <laughs> all right, bye. Medical log of Dr. Victor J. Steinman. During some travels, I had studied some ghouls. There's one particular case where I saw a normal feral ghoul almost talk, communicate like it was a feral of its kind. It seemed to almost understand, but in the end, a feral is always a feral. More study needed. Atomic Radio Hour.